This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club podcast. Here's your host, Chip Souza of the Hog Sports Network. This is Chip Sousa with the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club. We had a great meeting today. Former Arkansas Razorback coach Houston Nutt was our guest speaker. We also honored a couple of prep program and player of the week. I talked with Greenwood coach Chris Young. That is our prep rally program of the week. Talking with Chris Young, head football coach at Greenwood. Coach, you guys are you know, off to a great start. Um, kind of tell me where you are and, and talk about the 6A West, <laughs> just how brutal that conference is. Yeah, we feel like we've gotten off to a great start this year, obviously being 6-0, and uh, playing a good non-conference team out of Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, and then Fort Smith Northside, and then getting a good start in our, in our early conference season. Uh, so we're really happy with where we are so far. Uh, six A's loaded this year, and uh, you know both sides that look to be really competitive. Obviously, on our side, uh, Little Rock Christian, Pulaski Academy, those guys are doing both really well this year. Uh, and then you look on the other side, and you've got Marion, you've got Benton, you've got Little Rock Catholic, and now you've got West Memphis. Uh, so a lot of talent uh, from top to bottom. We feel like six A is competitive as any league in the state this year, and a uh, number of really good football programs. About this good run game that you guys got going on. Yeah, excited about a running back this year, Braden Davis. Uh, he's a guy that was banged up last year and worked really hard in the offseason. Uh, he's a combination of, of speed and some strength. Uh, and then we've got a lot of guys back on the offensive line with the experience, so we knew that was going to give us a chance to be able to run the football this year. Uh, but the good thing about Braden is he can catch you out of the backfield too. So, you know, we like to do a lot of empty and we don't have to change personnel. So it's been a huge addition to our football program. Looking ahead, I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but you got Little Rock Christian, you got PA coming. Uh, how do you feel like you guys are, are progressing each week? You know, I think that's the key is that we obviously understand these next four games are probably going to be our toughest four games. Start with Lake Hamilton, Russville, and then going to PA and Little Rock Christian. And I think it's just about getting better each week. You know, we can't take a week off because if we don't get better, we're going to have a hard time competing with those guys. Good deal. Good luck to you guys the rest of the way. Go get them. Appreciate you. You bet. And here is Charlie Wharton. She is a girls golfer for Springdale Harbor, won a state championship last week. She is our prep rally athlete of the week. Here is Charlie Wharton. All right, I'm talking with Charlie Wharton, the prep rally player of the week, athlete of the week. Let's say golfer of the week. And you know what? Let's go state champion golfer. How about that? How's that feel? Um, it's amazing. It's been a really great season. All of my girls on my team has been amazing, and my coach, and the tournament, which is awesome to play in. And the last four holes waiting for that girl to finish was really stressful, but it was a, it was a great week. you got to kind of walk me through that because you're going back and forth, back and forth, you know, eight to even, back and forth a little bit, and then you get to finish on 18, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And you're standing over a birdie putt, so yes. kind of walk me through that. Well, first of all, um, getting to that birdie putt was crazy because I, I hit my, my drive a little to the right and I'm in the rough, which the rough was really tall that week and I have a tree in my way and I can't even see the pin. So I'm going to, ha I'm going to have to go to the, the left of it, but I end up almost kind of punching it out and it hits a hill just right and it rolls 10 feet to the hole. Oh. I got a downhill putt and um, I don't check the live leaderboard. Right. So, you know, I'm just wanting that birdie to have that birdie. and. You know, I'm, I luckily I hit it just just soft enough, and it goes in, and then you know I finish, and my coach is like, "You're yeah. tied now," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, how many groups was she back behind you? Um, well, she started on ten, and I think she had about four holes, four or three holes left when I finished. Did you walk over to nine and see how it finished? 
<laughs> um, I was already at the clubhouse, and I was actually warming up already for a playoff. For a playoff. And so okay. I was over there watching, and I was standing next to a friend of mine. I'm like, tell me what happens. Tell me what happens. <laughs> I can't look. I, I can't, can't look. Yeah. Um, well, so you've been on state champion teams. Yes. Now individual state championship. Um, I mean, you've got to be just uber elated about how your high school career has gone. Define that word for me. Uber? Like super. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Sorry. I thought that's what I meant, but I didn't want to be wrong. Yes, it's been it's been a great high school career for me. You know, I've had some great seniors, some people to look up to, Grace Goldcrease, um and Lauren Milligan and Abby Ott. You know, um, it's yeah, it's been it's, I definitely got lucky on my high school career. So what's next for you? Um, well, hopefully college. Okay. I'm still working on that. Okay. But, um, I don't want to say yet. Um, and well, then, you gotta let me know when you decide where you're gonna go. <laughs> Um, so last week we had Brooke Matthews up here. You know, she's a young lady that you could, could you see yourself in her shoes? She's a girl from Rogers, just like you're from Springdale. State champion, just like you are. Could you see yourself pursuing like like the career she's done? I would College, pro, that kind of thing. I mean, I, yeah. when you see a girl like that that's done it and is living that kind of life, is that something you look at and go, that, that could be for me? Oh, for sure. Um, I, I'm not close friends with Brooke, but I've, I, I do know her. I was, I was at the same club as her and I've talked to her a few times, but, um, it's definitely amazing to see that happen right in front of you too. Um, she's not that much older than me. Right. And, um, definitely. Yeah. She's, yeah. Did you go to the LPGA any at all over the weekend? Um, a little bit on Sunday. Yes. When you see those, you know, those girls play, what is it about their game that's different than your game and where can you improve your game to get to that level because I know there's kind of a finite difference between where they are and where you are how do you how do you get over that line it's a really interesting question um, definitely more experience obviously um, they I don't really know you know they they just they know what they're doing obviously they have great um, great teams behind them and you know they can do all that um one of the things is a lot of people they, they take their time which is kind of you know no, they're not rushed yes um i mean there's multiple things different people are different and i don't really know how to answer that question yeah well i'll tell you what congratulations what Thank a you. tremendous you know career you've had great great way to end i know you're going to overalls is that is that next week or is uh, that when is when is, when it is, is next Thursday next Thursday and I know that's probably on your you know on your to-do list as well so yes. good luck going after that again this is Charlie Wharton the prep rally player of the week congratulations Thank you. there you go Houston Nutt former Arkansas Razorback head football coach also coached at Ole Miss and Murray State among others was our guest speaker today he sat down with our Matt Jones of the Hog Sports Network for a Q&A at the luncheon uh, coach being back in Fayetteville, this is your second time. I know that you've been back uh, in the last month or so at least because you were in the Hall of Honor uh, inductions. What's it like now coming back now that you're retired and just just the feelings being back so often? Yeah, it's um, it, it's a, it was a great feeling. You know, when I left here, you know, things were pretty tough. Uh, so coming back this time, been a long time since my whole family was here all together. A long, long time, really since 2007. And to come back and see over 90 players and Clarinda and, uh, you know, Norm DeBryan and Robert Cox, you just go, all these memories come back. 
and it's a great feeling. And this was my first tailgate. It was my first tailgate ever to go to, to different tents. And the first time I got to go in Lindy and John David's box and sit with Jim and their mom and, and watch a game from up there. You know, all these things are just, it's, it's unbelievable, and it's, it's a great feeling. What, what, what were your tailgating experiences? What, what foods Ooh, was used to not like? Well, you know, I, you know, a lot of people smoke and drink. You know, I eat, and I eat a lot, and I, and I got to watch it. So I, I like everything, but, man, I mean, some of this, the, this pulled, pulled brisket and some of the smoked uh, ribs and things that are, that are happening around the tailgate, it's, it's, it's really good, really good. I could spend a lot of time there, no, no doubt. You've spent the last 11 years with CBS, so mm. you watch everyone's games. You watch Arkansas's games. Now that you're not having to watch games as closely for that job, how closely do you watch Arkansas? Are you watching their highlights, or are you sitting in there intently for three hours? Uh, well, it's worked out this year where I've watched um, – Every play, the first uh, maybe the first game in the Texas A&M game, I, I watched every play, and you watch every game, and um, you know it, it's um, it's a little different, little different. You know, where CBS, uh, I learned real quick. I'll give you a quick story. Uh, it was halftime of our game. I was on CBS Sports Network. We had um, Fresno State, another team, and this other team I wasn't pronouncing the name right. And at halftime, the producer says Houston. You're not pronouncing the name right of a state. And look at look at our blogs, look at our Instagram, look at our Twitter. You're blowing us up. I said, what is it? It's not Nevada. I was raised up. I thought it was supposed to be pronounced Nevada. No, it's Nevada. All right. What I really wanted to say, hey, look, if you make a first down, I'll learn how to pronounce your name. That's what I wanted to say. But I didn't say that. I was nice, you know. But... You know, it's things like that. And the Tungian names, the Samoan names was rough, really rough. And so I had to help my researchers to help me out a little bit. My mother was an English teacher, but I still got a little, I got some problems. And Tua Tunga Valoa is not, it doesn't sound the way it's spelled. So would you spell it the way it sounds? So that really started helping me. Tua Tunga Valoa, you know, so you'd spell it like that. That that really helped. Um, I got to stop real quick. That's my offensive center right there that just walked in, Mike Burlingame. Mike, so good to see you, buddy. This guy could snap a football perfect every time. Uh, Coach Lou Holtz, I don't know if you remember. I know Clay knows this. Lou Holtz always played the second team, the third series. So Mike and I were always side by side going in on the third series. Hey. It, it could be seven to nothing their way, whatever. Coach Holtz played two units, and we were the first one to go in. So we were side by side going in, and we were, we were pumped up. You love seeing your old players and your old teammates, and there are a lot of names you got to remember. I have to believe that for you, this is in, in retirement, you're, you're, other than seeing your kids and your grandkids, it's reaching out to old friends. No doubt about it. It, it was uh, awesome when we had um, – but right before the Hall, Hall of Honor, we had a Thursday night deal of, the, of this resurgence uh, documentary. And all the, uh, the, the players that came back, C.J. McClain, Kanoi Kennedy, uh, Clint Sterner, and uh, Russ Brown, and Joe Dean, and all these, Zach Painter. And I, I don't want to leave anybody out. I could name them all. But it, it's that bond that's it, it'll never be broken because you went through so much together. And the one thing that you can't buy is um, a celebrated locker room. 
after the investment and sacrifice of sweat and tears and all these things, there's nothing. And it's like you can't break the bond of our teammates. You know, Mike Massey here today and, and Mike Burling, and we're in Wilson Sharp together, Mike Birchfield, and we have all these stories. And it's the same thing with these players. And I'm just so uh, thrilled to be around them. And, the, again, the greatest thing is when, when you see them with their children. You know, you see the job that Jeb does with the state of Arkansas making a difference. And that, that's just – that's what thrills you. I saw a video you did for Fayetteville High School two years ago before they played in the state championship game. It was about a seven- or eight-minute – what was he called? A, a pregame motivational speech? I didn't do too good, though. I mean, they, <laughs> it's the closest a team's come to beating Bryant in the last yeah, five years, I can tell you got, that. we got to beat Bryant. You've got Casey Dick, Marcus Shavers is a head coach down in uh, your area, mm -hmm. down in McKinney. Uh, Anthony Lucas is a Pulaski Academy. What do you think, Zach Clark, is it Cersei? What, what do you think when you see those guys coaching high school football the way they do? I love it. I love it. Just like seeing Chris uh, here today coaching Greenwood, and you see them, how they were raised, and um, they, they have great knowledge and wisdom and to, to have that relationship. And um, I, I tell you, I, I just get a joy out of it. I get a joy out of, you know, John David's son. I mean, you hear him. I, I mean, I, I can't go anywhere and somebody's talking about Drake Lindsey. Mm -hmm. And he looks so pretty in a uniform. He's <laughs> six foot five, and he can make every throw. And you just, you have these conversations. And, you know, I coach John David. And so, you know, to hear him talk about his son, mm -hmm. and then I get, video and I'm watching streamline in some of these games is like holy cow I mean this guy is at a different level and so it just goes back to your question of players to me that that's why you got in it, it it's that relationship and that's what you miss what's the difference in the SEC now and when you coached NIL and portal is the biggest difference and um well I, I don't know I, I I've, I've always voted even all the way through my uh, ten years at Arkansas and four years at Ole Miss, we've always voted in the springtime. I wanted players to have money. I don't know if you realize, but when Coach Joe Fred Young was our house mom and dad, uh, I remember asking Coach Young one day, what is this $6.25? It's laundry check. I said, is it for laundry? He says, well, it's, it's a laundry check, but you can use it for, to buy a hamburger or whatever you want. Well, I was fired up that I had $6.25 for a laundry check. And so I want players to have money. So I, I thought that's why cost of attendance, mm -hmm. five or six thousand dollars a year, uh, an SEC opportunity fund. Uh, you could, that means you could go uh, if, if you needed something. A coach could give them money for a, a winter coat or something. And then, but now what you worry about it with NIL is it's the locker room. Because everybody's not going to get the same. And it's easy to say, I had this argument with Brian Jones of CBS. Hey, that's the real world. Not everybody's going to get paid the same. Well, it's college, though. We're not, we're, evidently, we're talking about NFL now because that's what it is. It's free agency. And then the loyalty on top of it. When, when a coach jumps on one, it's real simple. I'm going to put my name in the portal now. And so I was talking to Rhett Lashley. I uh, talked to his team two years ago, and I, I couldn't believe Rhett said, I got – 18 new players that hadn't been through spring practice. So he has to get them ready in August. I'm thinking, how in the world? Now, I did, I did like what he did. Rhett gave all 85, $35,000 in August 1, or divided it up monthly or however he did it, and plus 10 walk-ons. 
And if you do an NIL, you're on your own. Now, I kind of like that. Everybody, okay, you're going to get 35000 35000 35000 But when one guy's making $1.2 million or if one guy makes one eight, and I'm hearing numbers like some, some of these guys across the country are making $3 million, $4 million, unbelievable. Now, I'm just thinking, if I was coaching Darren McFadden back in the day and we were here and we had NIL, <laughs> Darren McFadden would have Lindsey Sponsor. He would have uh, Tyson. He would have J.B. Hunt on and on. But you know what? Who'd be knocking on my door? The left guard. Hey, coach, I'm blocking for Darren. Can I get a deal? And then there'd be Peyton Hillis coming. Coach, I got a few things here working. Can I get a few more, maybe signing some autographs for Hogs Illustrated? Can I go do that on the open date? You got all these scenarios, and I want to make sure that you're getting some extra reps catching the ball, tucking the ball away, because it comes down to blocking and tackling. And I want to make sure you're playing at a high level of blocking and tackling and not worrying about your deal. So you ask me what's different. That is different. That's different. I was reading uh, Matt Luke, who was at Ole Miss after you. I think he's 45, 46, and he's retired from coaching. He said it's because the, the, the day-to-day grind of roster turnover every offseason, he didn't want to do it anymore. And the coaches have gotten to a point where – Financially, they're secure enough that they can make that decision to quit. I mean, I wonder, have, have you heard from people that you worked with who are maybe in a similar boat? I, I hear from a lot of coaches, and they all say the same thing. They hate the NIL, but publicly, they got to say they love it. They got to say, oh, I love it. They got to embrace it, but they hate it. And so it's just, it's just a very, very difficult, difficult deal. You mentioned you know what Sam Pittman is going through right now in the midst of a three-game losing streak. What, what, what do you tell your team when you're in a hard time like he's in right now? You know, Jeb can tell you. Um, and what we would try to do uh, is really we wanted to get so close to our team because the noise. You know, when we when Mike Burlingame and Mike and, and Mike Birchfield, when we were in the Wilson Sharp, we were all under one roof. Mm. So we ate together. To do bed check, you know, you had freshmen in the dorm. You had to go uh, this condo, this apartment. And so it's, it's, it's already disjointed. And so to me, it's so important this week. Boy, you got to get really excited. Shut that door, that team meeting room, said, hey, hey, nobody loves you but your mother and me right now. And we're going to have a real plan. We're going to Oxford here, and we're fixing to wear them out. I know they got the best offense in this, and have a plan. And sometimes you got to simplify. Sometimes you got to say, okay, we're not, maybe not going to have as many run plays. And maybe we're going to have two or three. But guess what? We're going to be able to block versus any front. And we're going to protect versus any front. We're going to have fewer protections, fewer this. And we're going to fix the, you know, wear them out. And it, it really takes some, there's eight or nine seniors and maybe two or three juniors that you could always rely on. You needed their leadership. You need that locker room. And that locker room, I always knew, I've always felt good, especially when our seniors were playing their best ball, is when they handled it. One day, I stopped the Gatorade uh, very early. I think it's 1999. And I never will forget Anthony Lucas saying, Coach, no Gatorade? Well, when we walked to practice, we had to walk through our stadium, and I asked them to stop throwing the Gatorade bo- bottles down on the, on the ground. They just drink, throw it down. And there's a trash can pretty close. They wouldn't do it, throw it down. So I stopped it. I said, Anthony. I'm not going to give another Gatorade. Y'all go get from the faucet, get water out of the hose, no Gatorade, because you won't listen. Teammates not listening. It didn't take 24 hours 
24 hours, Anthony Lucas and that group was in a room. Y'all better throw away the Gatorade bottles, fellas. And it went about a day, coach. We kept it pretty clean. I said, yep, kept pretty clean. That's, that's for a day. We'll see. You know, it's just like you play hard sometimes on first down. I, I got to have first, second, third. I'll see. My, today's first down. Let's see what you do on second down. And then you come back, coach, two days in a row. Yep, that's second down. We'll see. Third down. three days. So three or four days after three or four days are good, Gatorade came back. Well, my point is, you know, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. And the little things is, hey, look, on offense, we, we know the snap count. That's our advantage. We're going to get off first. And defense, that ball moves, we move. And we got to arrive in a bad mood. And, and it's just, you know, we just start building on that, that attitude of a Razorback and that passion. And you have this road focus. And, and it's, it's, sometimes it's different, you know, when you're, when you're on the road. But I always like going on the road, especially after a loss, because I had them. I knew I had them. They wasn't going back to their apartment. They're not going back to their condo. I had them. I had them on the bus. I had them in the hotel, meeting room. Get ready. Put your analyst hat back on. You know how bad of a job Arkansas was when, when Pittman took it, or at least how, how poorly they had done for three years. Your overall assessment of three and a half seasons into his tenure. You know, outside looking in, you know, I, again, I I'm, hadn't been to one practice. I hadn't met Coach Pittman. But, uh, you know, I like the way he embraced Arkansas. I like the way he embraced the players. And uh, the bottom line is Coach Brules used to tell me all the time, all the time. I, I remember, like, I go to bed in my mind. Houston, I love that your players graduate. <laughs> I love that your players are involved in the community. But I pay you to win. <laughs> and it was point blank. It, it was a real message because mm-hmm. – I thought I was going to get a good, uh, goody two-choo, you know, mess, a little meeting with him, and it was like, I love all the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. You got to win, and so it's the bottom line. You know, it's a tough deal. We get, you know, your salary is on front page, and and that's what I, we always tell our our, our coaches. You're, you're getting paid a very nice salary, but along comes with that is you got to produce. Mm-hmm. You got to be the best recruiter, the best teacher, and you got to get it done. And so, hey, he, he did a good job. There's nothing like when you beat Texas and Texas A&M. I saw that. It's the greatest feeling in the world. When you beat those teams back-to-back, you get momentum. Mm-hmm. You win a bowl game. It helps. You're, now your players are ambassadors. And so you're just looking for that feeling. There's only one dose of medicine. It's the only way you spell fun. You know, it's W-I-N. So you went to Ole Miss. You said it's fun to beat Hottie Toddy. How, how, how closely do you keep up with Ole Miss? Not, not much. Not, not much. Not much. Um, it, the first two years there were a lot like our 98, 99. Mm-hmm. They'd never been to a bowl. Michael Orr, Blindside, Dexter McCluster, Parade Jerry. You know, those guys had a, had a lot of failures. And uh, three and nine, three and nine. And, uh, but Ed Orgeron recruited well, uh, except those last two years. And here's the difference in athletic directors. Coach Broyles would come to me every day after the first year, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, we really need a team meeting. I mean, he called Jim Lindsay. Our team meeting was built in 30 days. And then, what else? Need a weight room. And he got it done. Mm-hmm. And then he'd say, well, what else? I said, that's about it. You know, good food. We're, we're good. I want a stadium. Well, that 55,000-seat stadium I love because everybody was holding up fingers, three fingers, two fingers, one finger, you know. And so I wanted that smaller stadium. He said, no, no, I believe we can feel 100,000. I said, no, 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 coach, not 100,000. Don't do that. So anyway, I got him talked down to 72,000. But getting back to Ole Miss, 
Ole Miss is, is a tough job, too. It's very, very difficult. They don't grow up in the state of Mississippi wanting to be an Ole Miss rebel. Mm -hmm. They don't. And then the great ones, you, you got Saban in that state. You got Les Miles in that state or whoever is the LSU coach. They're coming to get your best player. They're going to cherry pick. So it, it was difficult. And there were 16 junior colleges in the state of Mississippi. And so it, it's t it, it was a tough job. So, but I enjoyed the first two years. It was awesome. The last two years, not so much. And then when you get, when you get fired for the first time in your life, it's, it's a terrible feeling. Assistant coaching, too, not just head coaching. Best player you've ever coached? And I think this would be a tough oh. question because – or maybe not. Oh, no, no, it's tough. It's really tough. Because you coached Barry Sanders. Well, I didn't get to actually coach him, but okay. I was on the – I coached Hartley Dykes, but okay. I got to watch him every day. Okay. He's phenomenal, the, probably the best. Thurman Thomas, too. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard not to say Darren McFadden. Okay. Darren McFadden, six-foot-one, greatest stiff arm I've ever seen, and he could hit home runs. And what I mean by that is very few backs in the SEC can go 80 yards. He can go 80. Um, Felix Jones was phenomenal. We got a guy right now that's still playing today, Jason Peters. Mm -hmm. Jason Peters from Texas, Queen City, Texas. He's still playing today, about his 20th year, I think, at left tackle. I think he's at Seattle now. He's with Dallas last year. So there's so many, there's so many uh, really good players. You know, you go back to Brandon Burlesworth, Anthony Lucas. Matt Jones was phenomenal. At six foot six, 237. Uh, I can't tell you how many defensive coordinators or head coaches come to me after the game. I didn't realize Matt Jones was that fast because the film would deceive you with his long gallop stride. Mm -hmm. it, it would deceive you. But he was he was playmaker. What stadium did you hate coaching in? Uh, well, I usually always like the SEC stadiums because of the, the, the noise level and the, it's full. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that was um, – as always, the tough, toughest was LSU. But I love going to LSU. I love going to LSU, especially when they're quiet. And our section of Razorback fans are calling them hogs. There's nothing like it. That was the last game I got to coach in. Uh, but Neyland Stadium, I had probably the worst luck in because we were right there several times. Mm -hmm. I could never win in Neyland. Uh, Neyland Stadium got me. Uh, I thought we had a field goal blocked at one time in the six overtime or the fourth overtime out of the sixth. I thought we had that one. Jason Witten hit a uh, – they threw it down the middle on us. And then um, Vanderbilt was always the toughest stadium because – You have to make your own energy yes, in there. Yes, yes, yes. It's like a neutral site game, yep. but not a lot of people yep. show up. Hey, growing up around the school for the deaf, mm -hmm. that's a really unique story. Just tell us a little bit about your, your childhood being around that. Well, it's, it's the greatest ever because uh, I don't know if you realize there's only one deaf school in each state. And so my playground, I was three blocks from the Arkansas School for the Deaf. So my playground was the deaf school, and you couldn't say, hey, Johnny, throw me the ball because you were deaf. And the other thing it taught me is this. Didn't matter your skin tone, didn't matter where you're from. They had to leave at the age of four and five to come to the Arkansas School for the Deaf. So as long as you could sign, mm -hmm. you were in the family. There was the connection. That was the brotherhood. Ooh, I can sign. I know how to say daddy, mama, let's play ball. I'm communicating with deaf, and it's like a different language. But that deaf person looked at me as a hearing person, and he was checking us out now real quick. They would, the deaf people can size you up so quick, they can look right through you to see what you're about. Mm -hmm. And once we learned how to sign to take that time, they said, oh, he's okay. 
He wants to be a part of us. And so it taught me about, doesn't matter if you're Native American, African American, Mexican, whatever, as long as you could sign and you were communicating and you felt this togetherness, it, it was unbelievable. So that was some great times. And then Benny Fuller. Benny Fuller was a, a player that my dad coached. He hit 102 points in one game. And the greatest lesson, and I think this is a great lesson, I was nine years old at Leola, Arkansas. Do you know where that is? Yeah, most people don't. Leola, Arkansas. I'm on the bench at, at age nine, and I'll never forget, my dad was pretty animated one night, and he could get upset. And he calls timeout in the first quarter, and he meets the players before they get to the, to the bench. He meets them on the court, and he goes right up to the first player and takes two fingers across his forehead, and he says, no sweat. Goes to the second one, does that again. No sweat. Went to the third, went to the fourth player, and finally the fifth one, Benny Fuller. He's, he's the only one. He's wet a sweat. How could you not sweat for him? Nine years of age, it's never left me. We're going to sweat for one another. When you go to Oxford, Mississippi this week, we're going to sweat for one another. Get ready. And so that was the mindset. My dad was really, really good. He was perfect for the deaf people. He was perfect. His, he had uh, two sisters that were deaf, three brothers that were uh, totally deaf. Larry Lacewell, there's something in the water in Fort Isles because Bear Bryant's from there, Larry Lacewell. Larry Lacewell said Clyde Nutt, my uncle, would have been the NBA, but he was deaf. Your brothers, mm -hmm. you all went into coaching. You're all great athletes. What, what's it like growing up in the Nuthouse? Uh, nothing like it. Nothing like having four brothers, two on two. Uh, but the basketball coaches lasted longer than the football coaches. I'm kind of upset about that. <laughs> Dickie is a basketball coach at University of Missouri. Mm -hmm. And Dennis is the head basketball coach going on his 12th year at Washita Baptist. Cliff Harris is old school down there at Washita Baptist. Danny is in Sarasota. Uh, when we got let go at Ole Miss, one of uh, his classmates from University of Arkansas, was selling real estate in Sarasota. He said, I got a place for you, come to Sarasota. And mom got real mad at him. He, he's a, he, he got the feathers away and had the triplets. Uh, went, they went to a community college and lo and behold, he is a valet, he runs a valet. And I'll never forget, he said, he called me one day, he says, you know Marco Rubio? I said, no, I've heard of him. He said, well, I had some conventions down there. I do golf, I do country clubs, and Marco Rubio wanted to know who is parking the cars? And they said, this old ball coach from Arkansas. And he has five high school and about seven college kids, and they sprint to the cars. He makes them sprint. And Marco Rubio says, we never have to wait for a car if Coach Nutt is, is getting our cars. Hmm. So he loves doing that, and he, he just did the St. Jude. So now the golf tournaments are recruiting him, and he, he's parking cars, and he loves it. Last question for you. You mentioned it was tough when you left here. Mm -hmm. Seems like your time here, is, as, as time has gone by, maybe it's remembered a little bit more fondly. How does that make you feel? Awesome. Um, when, I, when we were going to New York, Donna would go with me once a month. Uh, and she said like three years ago, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth has a lot of Arkansas alums. Mm -hmm. And she noticed a lot, of, a lot of Razorbacks were coming up for pictures. She says, seems like, uh, seems like they might like you a little bit more now. I don't know. You know, we are taking more pictures, though. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's just, it, it's, it's a great feeling. It's almost like a healing of a wound a little bit, you know. When you've gone through as a player and as an assistant and a head coach, 
And we got to go to Atlanta twice, won three Western titles, and be around the greatest young men. I mean, some great young men that are awesome. And you still have those relationships, like we got to see in the Arkansas Hall of Honor, all those guys coming back. That, that to me, is what it's all about. Houston, we appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Give him a hand. Yeah, thank you. All right. So that wraps up today's Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon. It was a great program. Again, Houston Up was a guest speaker. We honored Charlie Horton as our Player of the Week and the Greenwood Bulldogs as our Program of the Week. We'll be back next week when we have Arkansas former Arkansas receiver Richard Smith. He will be our guest speaker. We also want to let everybody know who's listening that we have lined up Nolan Richardson, the national championship coach for the Arkansas Razorbacks. He will be the featured speaker for the October 25th luncheon. You won't want to miss that. You can get tickets here at the door or you can get them online. Just check out our website there and you can get tickets for those. Again, Nolan Richardson, the former Arkansas Razorback National Championship winning basketball coach, will be our guest speaker on October 25th. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We'll catch you next time. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.